there. Welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. We've got a special bonus episode, and today's guest is Chelsea manager Emma Hayes, whose team meets Barcelona in Sunday's Women's UEFA Champions League final. We've had some great guests lately, including Christina Uncle, Sam Mewis, and Lynn Williams, and Peter Schmeichel. Now, here's my interview with Emma Hayes. I am absolutely thrilled that we landed an interview with our following guest. Chelsea manager Emma Hayes is coaching in the UEFA Women's Champions League final against Barcelona this Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Emma, congratulations on a fantastic Hi. season. Thank you for coming on the show. No, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I haven't heard those words Eastern time in a long time. But, <laughs> um, nice to know the game is going to be aired during a normal hour for you guys. So, oh I'm, yeah, I'm sure the women's soccer audience across the US will be watching it. I know they will. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the game. Um, your team has already won the league in England last weekend. It's been fun to watch Chelsea play this season. Why, in your opinion, has this Chelsea squad been so special? I don't think there's an easy way to answer it because I've been here nine years and... <laughs> I think when we talk about the qualities of this team, we forget the amount of you know early startup uh, lack of successes I had at the beginning, as I took on a team that you know in its in its infancy was amateur and you know bottom three team in the league. So it's taken a while to build. I think the status of the team, then attracting better players, then winning trophies, then developing the mentality plus investment, plus attracting even better players to the club, plus getting better staff. I think it's all of those things wrapped around that I think has put us in this position. So you have Barcelona in the final on Sunday. This is a Barcelona team that is literally perfect in the Spanish league after 26 games that beat your English rival Man City in Champions League, that took care of PSG in the semifinals. How would you describe this Barcelona team and the challenges they present? Well, first of all, they're a fantastic team and fully deserving of being in the final. I think most would argue that their style of play in the way they keep the boys is probably better than any other team in Europe. I mean, their midfield, uh, their front players, they've got, they can hurt you so many different ways. And you see that with the number of goals they've scored. Uh, but equally, I think they're a team out of possession. They defend well. And they're quite rightfully in, in the final. I think us, on the other hand, we're a different side of that. I think we're extremely strong defensively. But we've got the ability on the counter to, to really cause problems for them. So if I'm to, to listen to expected goals on this, they say it'll be a 2-2 game. Either way, I hope it's a cracker. And... Of course, I hope we win. I feel like I need to ask. You have had some memorable post-game interviews in recent weeks where you have been wonderfully honest and even a little profane at times in a great way about your relief at getting a result at Man City yeah. or getting past Bayern to this, the Champions League final. Is there something inside you that has allowed you to be so human in front of the cameras in those moments? I don't know because that is who I am. Um, maybe, you know, the pandemic's been tough. You know, we've had to, as a team, isolate from everyone. We come at work, we play, we go home, we come at work. You know, and that, that, that on some levels, that lack of exposure to other people, that lack of 
I think sometimes the, the opportunity to express ourselves, perhaps that's been part of the reason why I just feel like an enormous sense of relief. One, that COVID feels like it's coming to an end in England and we can be around our friends and family a little more. But also, I think that reality that when you represent a group of women like this that that, that can achieve what they're doing, like how can I not be emotional about that? Uh, even when I don't like it. I didn't like that Man City game, but um, I also know you have to suffer as a manager and it's probably the worst thing in the world, suffering. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You're the first woman to coach a team in the Champions League final in 12 years. Hmm. What do you take from that? Anything? Bonkers, you know, when you think about it. It was brought up to me a few days ago, like that's mental to think that that's been the case. But I hope that that I won't be, there won't be a 12-year gap between me and the next one. That I think there are more and more females being hired across the game that that I doubt there will be a 12-year gap again. Uh, But, you know, I just, I just, I always view myself as a coach first and foremost and don't really think about it in those ways but I also appreciate that that 12-year gap means there hasn't been a a big enough I think not enough opportunities for women perhaps maybe they've been there but maybe they haven't been hired at the same level let's take a quick break from our interview with Emma Hayes we are in the season's final days of La Liga home of the best title race in Europe and you can stream all the games on Fanatis, live and on demand from your favorite device, whether it's a mobile phone, a tablet, or directly on your TV with the Fanatis app. You can also watch Copa Libertadores and top leagues from France, Portugal, Turkey, Brazil, and Argentina. Fanatis features channels you know, like BN Sports in English and Spanish, the Women's Soccer Channel, ATA Football, Goal TV, and many more. And it costs as little as $7.99 a month. If you'd like to try Fanatis for yourself, you can get a free week-long trial by clicking on the link in the episode description or by going to fntz.co slash grant fz. Thank you very much to Fanatis for sponsoring this episode. Fanatis, the world's largest stadium. I want to get into your personal story a bit. You spent a number of years working and living in the United States, including yeah. at Iona. You coached the Chicago Red Stars. You were the technical director of the Western New York Flash in their WPS days. I've heard you say that you were born in England but made in America. What do yeah. you mean by that? Oh my goodness. Oh wow. You you know, I'm in my I spent best part of my twenties, all of my twenties in America. My professional career, all my best friends are formed in the US. I I've always had a winning mentality that was just strengthened by being there. Like the resilience, the determination, the will to win. Like I get all of that. And I think that coaching American players they've always taught me that the, you just you just don't give up. You don't quit. You don't. I used to love the T-shirt logo, go hard or go home. Used to, <laughs> I used to love it. Even my little kids, my girls' teams used to, to wear it. In, in fact, the, the slogan we used to have at Iona Soccer was, um, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. So think, <laughs> I, 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 I have so much of... I'm so thankful for the opportunities I was presented. I never had glass ceilings per se. And 
I've, I've been developed by a lot of really strong coaches uh, my time in the U.S. So for sure, I was I was born here, but I was made there. What caused you to come to the U.S. in the first place? Opportunity, because we didn't have it uh, at the time in the U.K. So I came working from Major League Soccer camps and from there sort of work in the length and breadth of Long Island. I mean, I, I drove Long Island, New York, Westchester, New Jersey regularly in my life. And, uh, you know, I'm an East Coaster. Even though moving to Chicago for me was the most beautiful city I've ever lived in, my heart's always been in the New York area and um, I still have really fond memories and good friendships there. Nice. Um we're seeing reports right now of Casey Stoney. She's left Man United that you know she might come coach an NWSL team in San Diego that's starting next year. There's obviously a high-profile job to be filled with the new Angel City team in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Would you have any interest someday coming back to coach in the U.S., whether it's sooner or years down the road? Uh, I'd never say never. I love America. I do. I, I had such a, a 10 years of my life there. Um I'd never say never to it, but I always say that I'm in the best job in the world, and I am. Uh, and who knows when my time with Chelsea's up, uh, that, you know, maybe one day my life will be back in America. Obviously, there are a lot of positive things happening in the English league right now, including significantly more money coming in from television moving forward. How much do you think that will help teams in your league acquire even more of the world's best players, including Americans? Yeah, I think so. There'll be a trickle-down effect, I think, for the smaller clubs that will really benefit from the broadcasting money. I think that money plus better prize money will, I think, allow for better setups, which is clear that even sort of lower down a league, we still need to do a better job uh, with that. But... You know, we're making strides. I think that's the important thing. And I always think when, they, when people talk about the investment in our country and in our league, that there's a sense of envy around it. What I always feel, because I'm always, I've been in women's soccer my whole life, is, well, good. I hope that NWSL gets even more as a result of what we're doing in Europe, because I'm here for the women's game. And having worked in WPS, I know the challenges of working in the pro league there. So hopefully what our successes will have an impact on global domestic leagues. And I could very much see that being the case. We're winding down here with Emma Hayes. Really appreciate your time on this. One of your best players right now is Fran Kirby. I mm-hmm. love watching her play, always have. But she's been through a lot in recent years, including losing her mother, depression, even a heart issue. She's talked about this. I encourage people to read Tom Hamilton's story about Kirby on ESPN's website. I know you've had a really close relationship with Fran Kirby over the years. How would you put that into words, that experience? Well, I'm reminded daily how amazing she is in so many ways because of what she's battled. But to battle what she's battled and be as amazing as she's been on the pitch is a real testament to her dedication and her character. I don't know too many players that would have battled back from her heart condition uh, like Fran did and I think go on and be, you know, this season absolutely unbelievable. Uh, that that uh, there's so much to be admired, so much to look up to, so many little girls look up to Fran Kirby and and England, you know, quite rightly, are so so lucky to have a 
as a player. And I always say you have to you wrap her. She's a jewel. You must take care of her. You don't get gifts like this every day. So uh, I'm very proud of her. I'm very honored to get the chance to have coached her. Lastly, this Sunday is the biggest club game in the world. How have you been approaching that in your interactions with your players leading up to the game? Just in exactly the same way I do every week. Like I don't change it. It's exactly the same way. Get the recovery at the right places, get the strategy right on the correct days. You know, I don't change things just because it's the Champions League final. Because then you 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 start placing one game above another when the reality is if you want to win everything, every game is the Champions League final. Emma Hayes is coaching Chelsea in the UEFA Women's Champions League final against Barcelona this Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Emma, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck in the final. Take care. See you later. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. I'd like to thank Emma Hayes as well as producer Chris Whittingham. If you like the podcast, you could do me a huge favor and hit that subscribe button and provide a rating and a review. I'm back soon with another interview with someone from the soccer world. Be safe, everyone. See you next time.